On today's episode of the Career Pact Podcast, I talk about the idea of are you being man enough? I share why I think men nowadays focus on qualities such as strength, bravery, and toughness. When ones like being vulnerable, transparent, and listening to others have gone out the window. This one is a little bit longer and it hits home for me. So if you guys have been enjoying the recent episodes, make sure you guys follow, share it with someone, and check out all of our socials below at The Korea Pact Podcast. I appreciate all of you listeners, and I'm super, super grateful, and let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 28 of the Korea Pact podcast. I'm your host, Neil Patel, and this is a podcast where I combine creativity and impact in hopes to give more than I can get. And for those of you who are new, welcome. Thank you guys for joining us. We're doing something pretty cool. An episode a day for 365 days straight. How have I been doing this? I don't know, but... I thoroughly enjoy it. It has been a process that I'm, again, enjoying. I love it. And I can't wait to keep doing these. Today's topic is one that hits home a little bit more for me. This is something that not only me, but a lot of people struggle with. And it is essentially about our identity as men. Are you being man enough? This topic, I feel like, has taken the world by storm. There are lots of people talking about it, books about it, articles about it, podcasts about it. Mainstream media, social media is dominated by this idea of masculinity, men, how they carry themselves, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. There's a lot of talk about it. So this is why this one hits a little bit home for me because... I have a lot of different feelings around it. I feel like I've always been a suppressor of my emotions. Growing up, seeing the things that I saw in my family, the good, the bad, the ugly. I always, at the end of the night, was by myself and I never really had anyone to talk to about these emotions. It wasn't until about, honestly, like, Three years ago, maybe two years ago, where I really started to talk about my emotions, what I was feeling, what I was going through. Even to this day, I don't feel like I'm that good at it. But that's why I wanted to talk about this, because I want I want myself to be a beacon of relatability to anyone out there who's a guy who or or woman, anyone in general who goes through the inability to share their emotions and let their emotions come out because everyone has lots of struggles and I was the person that just holds shit in and I'm still working through that some days I still am that person where I want to hold everything in but and I don't want to talk to anyone some days that's okay but as time goes on that will always build up So let's talk about this idea of man enough and how it affected me. Throughout my life, I've never really felt or considered myself a man or man enough because I felt like I always had this, you know, crazy weight on my shoulder to provide for everyone. I felt like I always owed, you know, everything to everyone in my family in the sense that 
if you didn't grow up and if you didn't um if you weren't the successful one if you didn't you know buy the home for your parents if you didn't buy the cars for your parents if you weren't the person that was the one who was ultra successful all of that that's what my idea of being a man was was to provide at levels that were unfathomable to regular people and it had caused me a lot of stress a lot of anxiety a lot of bad things um and my inability to be vulnerable about my emotions because all i was thinking about was how can i get to that top level how can i get to that top stage of being a man and that um feeling of accomplishment and success and having everything and making sure everything is paid for for everyone and it hasn't been until you know recent years or months days weeks even where a lot of the stuff isn't really meaning much to me anymore and the things that I've been prioritizing in my life have been a lot more different because you know I'm not that big strong tall you know handyman that can build parts around the house change the brakes for your car or just like that dude that has like a deep like a crazy deep voice I don't look like a man to someone who is out there like any any regular person out there like i feel like we have or we have like these ideas of what a man is right and i juggled with the idea of me not looking like that person of what a man would look like someone who's strong has a deep voice like i said they're brave they're smart ultra successful and like i said provide for others at levels that are things that we can't even begin to understand so by the way i'm not saying that it's not good to have those wants of wanting to provide but i feel like during that process it's very easy for us to get stressed get overwhelmed lose our motivation and essentially like a vision for our inner self in that worryment because all we're doing is worrying and always be thinking about the things that don't necessarily serve us. And these are things that I am still working through. You know, I, this is a funny example because with guys, right? You know, how many times, um, if you're a guy listening to this, how many times have you hung out with your boys, right, somewhere? And it's very easy for you guys to talk about, you know, things like sports, politics, work, even women. Um, when was the, when was the time that we actually, you know, sat down and took some time to talk about some real shit? Now, I'm sure you guys have that one guy that you guys can go to to do that, but why not more? Why is that idea of talking about real shit, stuff that we're vulnerable about, excuse me, Bert, things that we're scared about, things that we want to talk about, but are afraid to because of how it will be perceived from those other guys. It'll be perceived as not man enough. So why is it so easy for us to talk about all of those other things, but not the real stuff? So this idea of being man enough was actually introduced to me 
not too long ago by a guy named Justin Baldoni. He is a very, very well-known actor, director, author, and funny enough, I'm actually in the middle of the show um, that he was in where he played a role of Raphael, which is, um, the show was called Jane the Virgin, and it's a great show. Highly, highly recommend it. If any of you guys are out there just want a good show to watch, I highly recommend that show. Great show. But he's well known for that. And him and a couple of his other colleagues, they have a well-known podcast called The Man Enough Podcast, where they essentially break down the prominent idea of masculinity, or excuse me, how prominent the idea of masculinity is and the different ways it shows in things like relationships, privilege, fatherhood, sex, or sex, or even success in general. So I'll link the podcast down there to you guys if you want if you guys want to check it out um and a lot of the things that i am going to be talking about today and some of the ideologies that i really resonated with on the things that he talked about um was from a podcast that he did which i'll link both of those in description that ted talk was about <clears throat> just about his idea of you know masculinity and some of the things that i mentioned above but i want to talk about my relationship because when I first got into my relationship that I've been with my girlfriend now for over four years, we have an incredible relationship and there it has, have been a lot of things that I've learned over the years that I used to port like portray onto her that I just did for, I just did them to do them. I didn't really recognize the actual effect that I had on the other human being. I just thought it was natural because that's what guys do. So it was a very, very big learning curve for me because in the beginning, she was she's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. And we still are like that. I always wanted her to talk more and be more exuberant and outgoing and have some of those same qualities as me. And I would force those upon her. Those ideas of um, being extroverted when she wasn't that. So that was one thing. And she'll always say that she did a couple of those things to me as well, like forcing a couple things onto me as well, which she has. But I just feel like I was I was a lot more overbearing. Uh, but that's just me. She She's told me or she used to tell me, not that much anymore, but I still do fuck up, but before she used to tell me a lot more that I didn't listen enough. I would get angry very quickly when we disagreed on things. And the one that always hit home the most for me, and the one that kind of really made me want to change was, she said that I would make her feel dumb for unconsciously Finishing a thought that she had for her or just saying the words like duh or who doesn't know that whenever she does finish a thought. And I kind of took a step back and I was like, how how would that make me feel if someone else did that to me? It would make me feel like whatever I just said was bullshit. It wasn't heard. It doesn't matter. And whatever I say doesn't really matter to you. 
And that's exactly how I was making her feel. And there was a lot of time in between those things that happened and me, who I am now, with how I respond to those types of situations. Because I never want to be the person who, you know, doesn't listen or doesn't let someone else tell their truth or what they think or their opinion especially my significant other so these are things that i that i'm still working through that i still have a lot of work to do on but it has gotten significantly better since i first started so in this ted talk um justin beldon he actually broke down a couple of ways to break free of this behavior for anyone who expresses these you know emotions of being overbearing or not listening or just not being vulnerable and getting caught up in this idea of being you know strong brave tough because that's what we as men are expected to do so the first one is we must create experiences that force us to be vulnerable Just like that. Creating experiences that force us to be vulnerable. And no matter how scary it is, how shameful it may be, we have to dive right into it. And on a daily basis, this is something that I've become good at is being honest with the people around me. And forcing myself to do the things that I know will be very, very vulnerable. For example, for this podcast, I've been trying to talk to more people about some of their biggest life's questions that they've haven't had on or they've never had answered. And some of the things that always linger in their minds. So anytime I go to the gym now, I'm forcing myself to meet someone new at the gym every day no matter how scary it is, no matter how intimidating they look or how vulnerable or dumb I feel or how ashamed I am about what I'm talking about. Or I'm not ashamed about talking about it. It's more about like the shame of looking stupid to other people, of going up to someone, asking them like, hey, how are they? Tell me your story, this, 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 explaining to them, no matter how scary that is, I still go up and do it. And I've done that two times now, which has been incredible and I've built two really good relationships with two amazing human beings and I'm super grateful for that. So creating these experiences of forced vulnerability, it takes away the power of that emotion that we were feeling. So before I went up to this guy to talk to him and ask him this question that I had for my podcast and what his genuine thoughts on it were. I was scared. I was fearful. I thought he would tell me to fuck off. I thought he wouldn't give a good answer. I thought I would look stupid. All of those things. It's important to not let those things give power to what you actually need to get done. So I was in between sets. I finished one set. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do it. I sat there for a minute. I like, contemplated. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to get up and go do it. 
and I did it, and it was incredible. And I wouldn't take it back for anything because I met a super cool kid with a super cool story, and we bonded over some dope-ass shit. And I feel like that is so, so powerful. And another example of me forcing myself into vulnerability nowadays is if I feel like I've said something to someone out of a place of bad intentions or if I said something from the wrong place in my heart to my significant other, my parents, grandma, sister, whoever it is, I'll make sure I apologize. And just try to maintain positivity throughout any interaction. So that's the first one is to create or excuse me, create experiences that force us to be vulnerable. The second one is something based off of identities. Because I feel like our identities are wrapped up in this idea of whether or not, like I mentioned earlier, we're man enough, like the bravery toughness strength all of those things the question is this how can those same qualities that we have how can we use those to go deeper within ourselves the entire premises is can we redefine what those mean and really really use those to explore what's in our heart because yes, we can show bravery, toughness, and strength. But if it isn't allowing us to put out into the world what's really in our heart, or if it isn't allowing us to talk about our emotions, or be vulnerable, or share the things, the opinions, the thoughts that we have with the people we want to share these thoughts with, then what's the point of those things, being brave, tough, or having a lot of strength? That's not any of those things. We're just killing ourselves slowly and slowly. And over the years, it builds up. And something funny that I'll admit that's super vulnerable right now is whenever I have like this moment of realization or gratitude or sadness, anything, I just cry it out. I cry it out like I just sit there and I cry. And after I'm done, I feel great because, to be honest, a lot of my cries nowadays are out of love and out of being grateful. Because if I see someone that's going through a hard time and that, and seeing the things that these people have to go through makes me cry, it's because it comes from a place of like, wow, there's so many individuals in this world that are going through things that we don't know. I have no reason to complain about my life or the things I have or don't have because there are people out there that are struggling for so much more that have so much less. And that happens to me almost on a daily basis. And whenever I tell my <laughs> whenever I tell um whenever I tell my girlfriend I'm like, "Hey, yeah, like I just had to cry about this thing." And she's like, "Like what? Like really? Like like come on." Like she says it in a way that's like like, I love how emotional you are. 
And I love how open you are to being vulnerable. Because in her eyes, I feel like that's what she values so much about me. That I'm open to these emotions. I heard a quote the other day where it says... Or it was actually a couple episodes ago when I was talking about um, my dad. And I saw that one video of that kid singing. And one of the people who were the judges said when you when you love so deeply you feel so deeply and that quote really really resonated with me and I feel like it goes great with expressing our emotions and what it really means to be a man so moving into some of the important things There are three things that I feel like men need to unlearn in today's day and age. And three, these three things are ones that are very, very important in a human life, not just being a man. The first one is that vulnerability is not a weakness. It is a strength. It is the biggest strength that any man, any woman, any human being can have is to be open about their emotions and their struggles and what they're going through because that is how we truly, truly connect. If you guys remember my episode 10 where I talked about how to build true connection, the one word that I summed it down to was vulnerability. Next, we are enough because of who we are as human beings and we should label ourselves not as men or women but as humans because we don't need to live in a huge box of emptiness where we're where all we're trying to do is prove ourselves as quote-unquote men to everyone around us that would be the second thing we are humans we are human beings not men nor women None of that. We are human beings. And the second we get out of that box of that, I call it the man box. And that's what they referred to it in the video as well. When we get out of this box of being a man, right, whatever the hell that is, that box of emptiness, we come to realize that we are enough for just being ourselves and who we are and expressing what it is that we carry. And that is actually my third thing that men need to unlearn is that, wait, it's actually not. The second one was that being you is what is enough. And here's the last one, which All of these are important to me. All of them are very important. But this one is the one that I feel like I've struggled with based off of what I said earlier was we don't need to measure ourselves by what we have or what we've accumulated or the people around us. Success is found internally when you get to the point of loving yourself. Which, by the way, guys, I'm working on that. 
I'm working on getting there as well, man. Everyone's on that journey to loving yourself because, <clears throat> excuse me, Ew, that was disgusting. But when you love yourself, it's easier to connect with others, love for others. And the things that we have, the materials that we have, all of those things, they don't really matter. And man, you know, you know, it's crazy. I saw, I saw this video today where these two dudes on a podcast were talking about how, um, Alexander the Great did three things the day he died. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, here were the three in his, um, coffin that they were carrying him like the day they buried him or whatever, I think. There were three things or three wishes that he had that he wanted to be granted on his day of death. The first one was all of the doctors that served him before he died. He wanted all of those doctors to be there. The second thing was any of his material possessions that he had, like jewelry, watches, all that fancy stuff he wanted in the coffin with him when he was buried or when he died. And the third thing was he wanted to make sure that his hand was dangling over the coffin, like outside of the coffin, like just dangling over the coffin. So those were the three wishes that he had. And the significance of each of them was, and I don't know, I don't know if I can remember the first one with the doctors. I think the first one, what it symbolized was, No matter who, I think it was like, no matter who like cared for you or was around for you, like even doctors or the best medical professionals in the world, they can't help you when it's your time to go. I think that was a symbolism of the first one. The second and third one I know. The second one was your material possessions, the things that you own, the things that you fancy for the, for your entire life all of that material shit when you go it doesn't come with you it just stays there your cars aren't coming your plane isn't coming your watches aren't coming your jewelry isn't coming your clothes aren't coming when you're gone all of that is still there none of it goes with you and the last one when you die you leave empty handed because when you're born, you're empty-handed, and when you die, you also leave the world empty-handed. So he wanted to have his hand dangling when he died because it was empty-handed. I don't know if I explained those three right, but they were very, very well said. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm probably going to finish this podcast recording and watch it over and I'll probably be like, damn, that's that's how it was supposed to be said. But but yeah, that was the gist of it. So, now we get down to the important part. It is what is my I always say important part. No, everything's important. But I guess the juicy stuff, like the real juice. So, what is my answer? What does it mean to be man enough to me? To be man enough is to show to show vulnerability and to show emotion. 
It's okay to sit next to your guy friend and cry. It's okay to sit next to your girlfriend and cry. So many men, I feel like, again, suppress their emotions because they think showing them will deter their value as a man. Our value as men is determined by how willing we are to just be ourselves around everyone and not hide a single thing. And to be transparent about our life. So that's one. The other way I would also answer it is, or I guess the second part to my answer, is when we put emotions into the world, we should also be just as good or just as well able to take them. Being man enough is being able to listen, engage in conversation with someone, connect, and not feel threatened or attacked when there is an emotion coming your way. Because when an emotion comes your way, it means that on a fundamental level, you are trusted and you are loved. Because that emotion would not come your way if you weren't trusted or if you weren't loved. And that, at the root level for me, is what being a man is all about. Being vulnerable, showing your emotion, being transparent about the shit you're going through in your life, and being able to listen to someone, engage in an honest, open conversation, not take anything personally, and know that when any emotions come your way, good, bad, all of that, it is because you are trusted and you are loved. I want to leave you guys off with a couple of things. Because at the end of the day, are we brave enough to listen to the woman in our life? Are we brave enough to tell a man that, hey, I'm here for you if you need anything? Are we brave enough to be vulnerable? And this quote summarizes a lot of it. It was a quote by Abdul Baha that Justin Baldoni showed um, in his TED Talk, which again, I'll link down below. Super powerful quote, and it goes like this. The world of humanity is possessed of two wings, the male and the female. So long as these two wings are not equivalent in strength, the bird will not fly. That was a super powerful quote because it just goes to show that both men and women need to be at equal strength. Men don't have to be up here. Women don't have to be up here nor down here or men don't have to be down here. We're just humans. And the quicker we get to a point of getting rid of this entire like masculinity talk, like it's cool and all, but at the end of the day, Man, woman, whatever gender you are, whatever sex you are, whatever it is. At the end of the day, you are a human being. And that is what's important. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know it was a little bit long, but I want to go through the gentleman's agreement real quick. For those of you who are new, I will not forget the gentleman's agreement ever. There's two sides to the agreement, like all. My end of the agreement is the following. I give you guys a pod 
every single day, no matter how I feel, no matter what I got to do, a pot is going to be there. Your end of the agreement is just as important, if not more important. There's three little things. You follow the pod or download the pod. That's one. Number two, give this pod a five-star rating. It helps and boosts this pod in the ranks of podcasts. And lastly, share this podcast with whoever you feel like is struggling with the idea of what it is to be a man. Or just share this podcast with whoever may get some sort of value out of this, have a little bit of an eye-opener, all of that stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening and tell someone around you, you love them, that you're there for them and that you care for them. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.